Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Exploring Mental Illness, Everything You Wanted to Know But We're Afraid to Ask. I am uh, Derek Mulhan, along with Carrie Ballou. Carrie, how are you today? I am doing okay today. How are you? It's a little, uh, the weather's been a little, you know, 60 degrees one day, now it's 30 degrees out there, so it's been kind of up and down. I'm in shorts mode, I'm always in shorts mode, because spring training's just around the corner, so that's a good thing. That's right. I'm very excited about spring training. We have another uh, potential championship year with the Red Sox, but then we also have our Paw Sox. Two more years in Pawtucket. Two more years. So you know what? Let's cherish those two years. That's what I'm going to try to do. I'll be working there again this year, and uh, you know, we'll go from there. So um, first uh, returning guest. Which we're very excited about. We'd like to welcome back Emma Carroll. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. To see you all again. So for folks that may not remember or recall, we had Emma Carroll on back in goodness. I think that was episode three, three, two or three. three, And it was last year, early 2018. And if you if anybody heard that, she brought her (laughs) her doggy with her. I, I don't know if that was his stomach, her stomach or if she was just looking for attention. She was yawning. She was yawning. Okay. Um, (laughs) This is Aurora. And she's the best service dog in the whole world. I might be a little biased. <laughs> Can you, um, physical traits uh, of Aurora? She is. she is a golden retriever, an English cream golden retriever. She's a female. She's about 17 months old. She's still pretty young. I think she's very pretty, personally. She's she very, is, very she, light. Yeah, she's probably one of the best guests we've ever had in here. Absolutely. And she's like the color blonde that people spend hundreds of dollars to try to obtain. She is a gorgeous dog. And you're wearing a hoodie that says Golden Opportunities for Independence. I am. It was a Christmas present from my mom. It's actually a really comfy sweater and it's a really nice quality. But um, Gofi is where Aurora came from. And she just heard me say her name. So she stood up. But she's the organization I went through to get her. Um, and they are responsible for her training. I am as well, but I go through them. How far along is she in her, um, until she becomes certified? She is fully certified as of November. Wow. Nice. Congratulations. We should have had a graduation party for Aurora. Did you have a graduation party? She will be having one next month, I believe. The organization is throwing them a little graduation party. They had a a birthday party for them at the end of August. Actually, I think they held it in the beginning of September. I wish Um, every time somebody called my name, I'd get a treat. (laughs) Wouldn't that be? That would be awesome. It would be great motivation. Like I always said, if aliens are are looking at us right now, which I believe they are, they must think that animals rule us, not the other way around. Because we pick up after them, they don't have to work, and we feed them all day, and they sleep. So they also probably think that infants and children and toddlers are also dominating because that sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) So, Emma, since last time we saw you, you have done and are doing a lot of stuff. You have made some huge uh, changes in your life. And um, why don't you explain uh, what's been going on over the summer, over the winter? I mean, I keep up with you on Facebook and uh, we were amazed at her before and now I'm just in even more awe right now. So why don't you fill us in on what's been going on? So number one is I lost about 30 pounds, which is great. My doctor wanted me to lose that to help with my um, fibromyalgia symptoms, and it has helped, which is awesome. It's a good start. 
Um, and it's kind of helped get me back on track health-wise, which has been a good thing. Um, and in that, I got a new diagnosis. I was passing out a lot, and I was having, you know, three or four episodes a day. Um, and it turns out I have POTS, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which essentially just means my brain has a hard time regulating my blood pressure. And so it just keeps dropping and my pulse keeps spiking to kind of compensate for it. So my heart rate was kind of around 160 all the time. And obviously that made me just feel anxious all the time. No, I can imagine my, the thumping of the chest. I mean, yeah. It was like all the symptoms of having a panic attack without having right, an actual yeah. panic attack. And since they finally figured out what's going on and I'm on a medication to help, a lot of that is gone. So a lot of like the constant anxiety I was feeling. Oh, wow. Has kind of gone away too. I'm not 100% cured. Obviously. Well, you know, we're never going to be. Exactly. So I mean, that, but so, still that's good. Yeah, it, it actually alleviated a lot of it. So uh, it got me thinking, you know, how long has this been going on? How has this played a part into, you know, all the issues I've had? So it's not just mental sometimes. Sometimes your symptoms can be from a physical issue, which I guess I had never really, like, connected before for myself. I used so. to have a racing heart and I was diagnosed with AFib, atrial fibrillation. And they tried to put me on a pill and it would keep hopping in and out, in and out. And I was just like, you know, it felt like bubbles in my chest. And I was just like, this is very unnerving. Now I know when I have bubbles, it's just heartburn or something. And <clears throat> they cardioverted me. Scary. 880 watts or joules or whatever it is. It took two hours to come out of the anesthesia and the whole procedure took three seconds which was pretty funny, but I had that done 17 years ago and it has not come back. That's awesome. It's great results. Yeah. They, they use the paddles just like if you go, if you're having a heart attack and they shock your heart back into a, what they call sinus rhythm. When atrial fibrillation hits, your heart goes bump, 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 bump. Mine was going bump, 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 bump. And it would just go in and out. So they just shocked you and it just got you right back into a uh, rhythm? And it, yeah, and, and they said, sometimes this this will stay or, and sometimes it won't. And I said, well, let's try it. So they shaved my chest. Uh, they put me under for, like I said, like two and a half hours and the whole procedure took three seconds, you know, zip, zip, boof. And 17 years later, it has not come back. So I can understand that that has to be a huge relief because we always think, oh, it's just panic. And Sometimes you can't take that chance. You've got to realize that there are physical symptoms. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, my heart rate is now back to normal. It's back in the low 50s, which it hasn't been since, like, high school, yeah. I think. And my Fitbit measures stress level using heart rate variability. So my stress levels are completely back to normal when Excellent. they used to just be, like, out of control all yeah. the time, according to the watch, which... Take with a grain of salt, I guess, but still, it, it like I can see an actual difference, and I can feel a difference too, and it's crazy. So, that's that's been a really welcome change. <laughs> that's great to hear. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you have this condition, but at the same time, it sounds like it was easily addressed or treatable with medication, and then you also saw the impact in your in your mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good um, example of the holistic nature 
of our bodies and our and our the, that mind body connection. They really do go hand in hand. Yeah, and you know, like my symptoms, both the anxiety and like the passing out, they're not completely gone, but it, it's given me like a good place to start, which is really great, and it's it's encouraging. And like you said, it's holistic. I have to work on one to work on the other. So because yeah, everything's yeah, going to fall together eventually. Yep. You know, the first thing I thought about when you mentioned the POTS syndrome and how it impacted your anxiety and that question that it does kind of pop in, you're like, wait a minute, did I have this? And this is what triggered what felt like or was anxiety and and so forth. I think about um, if anybody's ever worked or known somebody who's a senior who's had something like a urinary tract infection. I worked in home health for a little bit and got to work with the senior population. And I never knew that if you had a, as a, as a senior, if you have a urinary tract infection, you can actually become psychotic. You do get psychosis. There are special psychiatric units called geriatric psychiatric units or GPUs. Uh, mostly medical hospitals would have them, and they definitely tailor their uh, services to the senior population who's having mental health um, needs because there's a lot of comorbidity with medical as well as the um, onset of like dementia and things. There's just a lot of moving parts. And that's where I first learned about this. And then once they would treat the urinary tract infection, lo and behold, the psychosis would go away. We had that experience with my grandmother, actually, and I, I actually knew what it was because I had taken a cognitive neuroscience class, and my teacher at the time worked in the geriatric facilities as a nurse, and so she told us stories about it because she was like, this doesn't present like anything you would ever guess. You know, I've had patients that doctors tell me they have schizophrenia, and it's just a UTI. And sure enough, same thing happened with my grandma. And it's just, it's crazy. Like you said, you treat the UTI and all of a sudden, all psychosis is gone. It's amazing. And, and I don't think it's it's too, I guess if you kind of think about it, I mean, we take medication to address a chemical imbalance, which is hormones and, and you know, different brain chemicals that are off, which is a medical need and condition. And you're not saying that I would never indicate that mental health was not a medical need or condition, though there is still plenty of stigma out there. It just um, kind of gives it a very different perspective. And I think with older people, they just like, well, you know, they're old, you know, it's, uh, you know, and they kind of just brush it off. You know, how could they have this? You know, how could they have a mental problem if they only have a urinary tract infection? Oh, you know, it's, they're just old. They're just, don't worry about them. You know, as soon as this clears up and everything, and, and that's a big disservice. Yeah, absolutely. I think the odd thing is the fact that it doesn't happen if you're a younger person and you get a same infection, like a teenager or a child or a, a young adult. I haven't heard of that comorbidity, so. Yeah, it's, I haven't either. I haven't experienced anything like that. I mean, I, and I worked in a mental health facility that did have a geriatric unit. And I've never seen anything like what I've seen on that floor before. It can be it can be tough, really tough. So that's your physical stuff, right? Yes. So um, let's talk about what you're doing in your regular life because you're doing a lot right now, which is impressive. I mean, like I said, I, we talk on Facebook every now and then. Enlighten the audience. I mean, this is this is awesome. Um, well, I think I had just started at Meditech when I first came in here. Yep. Um, and I'm still there. And 
I'm still loving it. They're great. They have been so unbelievably accommodating for someone like me. I mean, I haven't really been able to drive to the building I'm supposed to work out of in Westwood because of the pots and everything like that. So they made an accommodation that I can work out of the Foxborough building, which is seven minutes from my house. I got a work from home day, which I can use if I can't make it into the office that day. So they've made all those accommodations on top of having Aurora with me every day. They've just been so great and understanding. And I have to take off a lot of time for doctor's appointments, a lot of time. And they've been nothing but great about that as well. And as someone who's chronically ill, it's just a nice break that you don't get very often yeah. from employers. You don't, I mean, at least in my experience, I've never had an employer be this understanding about back illness. when I was Back when I was fighting it, I mean, I've got probably 20 years on you. And no one knew about what panic, anxiety attacks were. Depression was something you didn't talk about. So employers, like when I was working, it was just you had to hide it. But I think now in this day and age, because, you know, there's so much out there on TV, um, like I was telling you um, last week, the comic book series that's out right now, I think people are more percept- you know, perceptive to it and they realize, you know what, this is a good person. They may be chronically ill, but you can still live a productive life and you can still do the work that other people can. And I think by MedTech doing this, um, that that's that's really good. So it's great. Like they see their employees as an investment. Like they will invest the time into training you, however long it takes, because they just want you to give back to them. So like they take that mindset with everything. Like if they let you, you know, take time without pay to go to a doctor's appointment you're going to be healthier. So you're going to be able to stay and put back into the company for them. And that's just how they see it. They're like, take care of yourself. We come next. Well, you're also going to be an ambassador for them. I don't think, you know, they teach people about mental illness. I mean, only psychologists and psychiatrists. There's so much more. It used to be like one page in a book. And that was it. But now, I mean, you're an ambassador. So, you know, whatever you, you know, if you hear of something, you know, you can be like, oh, you know what? Well, I, I suffer from that. And you could actually be helping them with their curriculum or whatever, you know, whatever help they need. So that is, it's true. It is an investment in you, but it's also an investment in them for the knowledge that you're going to bring them. And honestly, it feels great to be like trusted by a company yeah. to do that. Cause in hospitals, you don't tend to find that. I feel like in my personal opinion, like this is my experience anyway. Everyone at the hospital, they were replaceable. They could find a new body in there tomorrow if they really needed to. But the, when they take the time to train you and put effort into teaching you and making sure you're comfortable and you've got everything you need, it makes you want to work for them. No, oh, that's that's true. I mean, uh, you're not looking for a um, you know an attaboy or a pat on the back all the time, but to be appreciated makes all the difference in the world. So, so you're there, and how's school going? Yes, I am in school at BU. This semester is off to a good start. Last semester wasn't great, but that's kind of when these health issues had kind of like picked up for me. So wasn't surprising that I didn't do as well as I would have liked to last semester. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, bless you, yeah, Miss Aurora. Bless you, Aurora. She's got allergies. Poor pup. Um, but this semester is off to a better start. Um, last semester, we were trying to take the T in, 
and it was just too much for both of us. It's not a great place for me, um, and I wasn't much help to her trying to navigate through because I was uncomfortable, and it was new to her, so just wasn't a good fit. So this semester, got a parking pass. <laughs> And it's going much better already, like infinitely better. So it's great. And can you remind folks, our listeners, about what you are pursuing? Yes, I am pursuing a second bachelor's in computer science, the first one in psychology. It's a fantastic combination, really unique. It's just impressive that she's she's doing all this. I mean, when I first got diagnosed, I just wanted to crawl up and die. I feel like that some days. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I, you know. I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you heard it, but <clears throat> you had reached out to me, I think it was like three or four months ago on Facebook through a private message. Um, and she literally saved my life. I think I told people that. <clears throat> I was having a real tough time and sh- she happened to be up late, right place, right time. I was ready to call it quits. I And I don't think about it that much, you know, about, I, I mean, I don't want to die, but that night I really did. And she sent me a long, and we, we're back and forth for about a half an hour, and I don't know if he realized that, but he's, I was ready, and I was at peace with it. And then I realized that I didn't want to be at peace with it, and you showed me so many things about what you were doing with school and with your job and stuff like that, and you told me that if people don't get it, then you need to focus on the people around you who get it and focus on the on what you have and not what you don't have. That was basically her, her gist of things, and it, and, it, and it pulled me out. I mean, I've been having issues, I think you guys know, for about a month, month and a half now, which is starting to get rectified. But it was good to have that connection. And if she wasn't there, I mean, like I said, everything happens for a reason. And if she wasn't there, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I can honestly God say that. So um, when we announced that you were going to come on, I was like, you know, you literally saved my life. And uh, that was... That's a good thing. So I, I appreciate that and, and uh, thank you for that. It was uh, it was good to have somebody there. Like I said, right place, right time. How about I just, I- just want to say because I didn't know you were that close. I mean, unless you had told me directly, you know, I'm right on the edge. There's no way that I could have known. Um, and it just like you said, right place, right time. You know, I think I think all of us have experienced a really low, low. I don't know how many people have been to the point where they've accepted it and been okay with it and well, the thing, ready I mean, to just lay down and let it happen. The like, thing is, you know, when I, the first time I, I tried, you know, like I said, I was taking pills and then I had a panic attack because I was afraid I was going to die. And I was just like, you idiot, of course you're going to die. You, you, you're taking pills. And I laughed and I said, I'll never do that again. And then things happen, and then you get so far down. And I have been down for the past month and a half, but I'm keeping my chin up. I mean, there are there are nights when I'm just, just like, you know, boom. And I'm getting nervous because my birthday's coming up, and I'm going to turn that magic number of 48. And that was the you know that was the age my dad passed away. And I don't want to worry through the whole year, you know, year 48, that I'm going to die all year. But um, I would I would never have told you I was that close because I think your your view was more unfiltered, not knowing. Because I think you might have gone into a, I need to save him mode. It's okay. You know, everybody will say, it's okay. You know, don't do this. And, and I don't know, but I think it was it was more raw and you weren't trying to save anybody. You were just giving me your opinion, not knowing the circumstances. And I think that helps out a lot better. And I just thank God for insomnia. Otherwise, I wouldn't, I, I don't know. Like you said, right place, right time. Yeah. So you I'm really didn't glad. know? I really didn't know. This is, I feel like I'm really witnessing a very 
powerful moment of realization. I think it's support. We've only talked to each other on Facebook, but um, I think there's there's just a connection when you meet somebody. And she knew by some of the things I had posted, and she reached out in the private message, said, hey, what's going on? You know, I, I just read your last post. It's got me a little scared. You know, what's what's happening? That was And that was a time when I was only on half my meds. And that was another thing that she had talked about. Listen, it's not you. It's the meds. Your dose got split in half because they were back And I told you folks about that, you know, and it took a long time to recover from that. And I told her that and I was having trouble with a girl at that point. And I was unfiltered. She was unfiltered. And it was just everything made sense after <clears throat> we had talked. And, and I, I could see it because I've been there. Like, I've been well, that's, you, you know, in that situation. Yeah. Like, that has happened to me when my meds got cut in half, when they didn't have them, or something happened with the prescription. They screwed it up, and they just didn't have it. And you know you're coming off that med. And I've been there. And it's hard to see from the outside. Like, when you're in that situation, it's hard to see that what you're feeling is you coming off the meds and not what you're actually feeling, if that makes sense. No, it does, because I, I felt manic. I mean, I think you could see it in my post. I was just, like, wound up. I was so wound up. I was, like, doing everything fast and stuff like that. And it was just, it was just, it was, it was crazy. I mean, you know, and I was doing it because um, my meds were back-ordered. So instead of taking a regular dose, I was just like, well, I have four days at a full dose or eight days at half a dose. And I got to wait for these pills to come in. And finally, I, I decided, you know what? Well, some is better than none. And it was it was just absolutely nuts. And I got on Facebook one night, and I was just like, said something. And, you know, like I said. It's, it's like that awful game of would you rather. Because, like you said, do I take the half dose and try to make it last as long as I can? Or do I let myself go into, you know, four days from now running out of meds? The, the drug that I'm on it starts to leave your system in 24 hours. So I wasn't going through full withdrawal. I was going through, a, a, you know, a damn tough withdrawal, you know, at half a dose. I went from 300 to 150. And I was just like, holy geez. And, and my world was falling apart. But I made it through. So in actuality, um, the place where I ordered my meds that was mail order, there's a local pharmacy now who has all my meds at a cheaper price, and I don't have to wait for them in the mail. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. So now I only have to, you know, make a 10-minute drive. And they're there. But my, my therapist was, was great enough where she got me a 20-day supply of the Effexor after finding out what was, what was going on. So, so um, you're, just, you're so busy. What are you doing? Are you having any fun? You doing, you're keeping <laughs> time? Are you still playing video games? I am still playing video games. Don't you're get not, me not, started on not, Fallout 76. I thought you were going to say Fortnite. Do, you don't do Fortnite, do I you? don't. Right. No. Uh, my brother downloaded it on my Switch for me to play, but I haven't actually played it. Um, those dances are driving me nuts. Yeah. And, and I'm sick of hearing about the legal cases because Fortnite's getting sued in a class yeah, action Yeah, Alfonso lawsuit. Ribeiro, the, 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 the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Among many. He's said not the only one. They sold his move to Carlton. And they totally did. And they totally did, they obviously, totally yeah. Did. Still reading comic books? Uh, not as often as I would like. Right, so have you heard about Heroes in Crisis? No. Okay, so DC has put out, I was telling Carrie this last week, DC put out, they're on issue five right now. It's a monthly book, and it deals with Batman building a place called Sanctuary, where the heroes can go to unwind, to see therapists, and it's about the mental health 
of superheroes. And I know this is put in a... In a, in a just I'm, for our listeners, I just want to let you know that Emma's face right now is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, because... We're so excited. Don't you want to know what's going on in Batman's head? Because I do. Actually, more like Deadpool's, <laughs> but continue. Actually, I mean, Deadpool <laughs> kind of says what's yeah, going on in his no head. Yeah, yeah, there's no filter there. <laughs> but yeah, so it deals with they get to Sanctuary and they find three heroes have been murdered. And it, it, it's riveting, but it's nice to see that they're dealing with heroes, even their fictional. You know, people would say, well, I wish I was a superhero. I wouldn't have any problems. No, you might have even more problems than you have right now. And it shows the mentality and the struggle that these heroes have of saving people, not being able to save people, and the ramifications of both. Well, the best part about this is whoever wrote this comic book is recognizing how important it is that we show kids or whoever's reading these comics, adults, because we need it too, that they're just as messed up as we are. They've got just as many problems as we have. And being a superhero isn't your magic pill. Nothing is your magic pill. Oh, there never but will be a magic they pill. They have to work just as hard as you do. And it's like, because then you can feel like you really relate to those superheroes. Like you can really understand where they're coming from because you can see what's going on in the background. I was going to say what I'm, what I'm impressed with is the fact that uh, DC's taking the lead on helping to break some stigma. Like really getting it out there. You know, between hearing about this comic book series, hearing about what your employer is doing to accommodate you in your work environment, I can't help but think how far we've come as a society in terms of our enlightenment in how to how to treat people, how to be able to get the best out of somebody based on a lot of different factors that, you know, we would maybe historically have seen and just dismissed the value of that person's life or what they could bring. I would have been laughed out of the office 30 years ago. You wouldn't have gotten, yeah, unfortunately, you wouldn't have gotten, you wouldn't have gotten yeah. near that office 30 years ago. Yeah, um, there's no chance. There's no chance. And it's because companies like Meditech that are ad- adapting to, I don't want to say people's new need. Like, this isn't new. This concept isn't new, but it's... New no, that they just don't drill, are they doing just, something about yeah, they don't. They just don't drill holes in your head now to let the evil demons out. <laughs> they realize there's a, there's a real problem, you know. And they realize that you're still worth something. If they can give you a couple of things to make your life a little bit easier at work, you can still benefit them. But there's understanding now. There is there is so much material on this now. People understand. I mean, when I was di- first diagnosed at 13, I was on a drug Paxil. And that was used for heart. They didn't know what to do for me because this was really new at the time. And it was a struggle. My parents didn't know what to do. I didn't, I didn't know what the hell was going on. And then, you know, when my father died of a heart attack, I was just like, oh, shoot. And it's weird because the older you get, the more scenarios you can put in your head. I'm sure that you know that. I mean, for <laughs> yeah. a while when I was dealing with this really crazy, I couldn't watch House. I couldn't watch ER. I couldn't watch any medical show because I'm just like, I got that. I got that. I got that. I got that. I got to, you know, and I would wind up calling 911 and my mom was just like, you know what? Shut the TV off. Don't watch those shows. So, and I'm sure same thing. My mom wanted to kill me. And mostly it wasn't just that I would do that. It was that I was usually right too. And it would drive her nuts because I, I didn't have like a whole lot of medical issues when I was a kid, but I, I was sick frequently. Like I got sick a lot, but I always knew what was wrong before we went to the doctor and it drove her 
bonkers, which is why, like, as I got older, when doctors would tell me there was nothing wrong with me, it would drive both of us crazy because we're like, it's not all in our heads. We know something's wrong. I remember going to the ER and, and the doctor said, he's fine. He's just looking for attention. Give him an Ativan, send him home. Really? I'm looking for attention? You know, but like I said, I mean, you know, it, it's people like you. What Carrie does at work, what I try to do that gets that word out. I mean, we've got over, is it over 3,000 downloads now? So people are listening to to the show, and we're helping people. I can honestly say that. Uh, you're helping people, you know. So anything else you want to add before we before we wrap this up? doesn't sound like you have much time to do any more. I was going <laughs> to say between school and work and Aurora and homework and, you know, squeezing in some time for yourself and gaming, really, what other time is there? There isn't much. There really isn't much. Oh, but I am a mentor to someone in the service dog program. He's from my town. I'm not going to call him out over the air because I don't want to embarrass him. But he just got his service dog, and uh, his dog is from the same litter as Aurora's, like that same group, and I'm very excited for him. Wonderful. And I'm so happy for him because he deserves it. He's a great kid, so... So, yeah, you, yeah. So, you, so you're helping somebody else. Um, can you uh, give us some information about... Gofi. Gofi. Yeah, it's Golden Opportunities for Independence. They're a local nonprofit, and they're located in Walpole, Mass. Um, and they are owned by a nurse from um, Norwood Hospital. And she's fantastic, Pauline Hagler. She's amazing. She, she, she breeds all these dogs and... Like I said, this is a nonprofit. This is what she does in her free time when she's not at the hospital working as a nurse. Like, this is just what she does. And she changes so many lives and doesn't do any of it for any recognition. And it's crazy. She's the only reason I'm sitting here. She took me into this program. I mean, if it wasn't for her, my story never would have been out there um, at all. You guys wouldn't have ever heard of me. I never would have been here if it wasn't for her. And Gofi's website is www.gofi.org. And on there, you can find forms to volunteer. They're always looking at looking for volunteers whenever we have new litters of puppies. There was one born on um, Thanksgiving and another one born a couple, couple months ago. So they're always looking for volunteers to help out with puppies and to train the service dogs because it's all volunteer-based. Also, adopting puppies. And if you are interested in becoming a recipient, there's information on the page there. So I'm a recipient. I got Aurora. Um, and they have all sorts of information there. And a lot of times when they have litters of puppies, they have a puppy cam. So you can check out a live feed of the puppies, which is adorable. That's so, awesome. That's going to be in the next viral yeah. video out there, I'm sure. Well, thank you for that information. And... Um, Thank you for coming on today and giving us an update. It sounds like everything's going really well for you, that you are living a positive and productive life. And that's exactly what we want folks to, to hear and get the message. So thank you. Thank you. So for individuals who may want to get some more information about our podcast or our, our local services at Fuller Hospital... Um, for podcast information, you can actually find us on Facebook. If you uh, go into the search 
uh, bar and put in exploring mental illness, you'll be able to find us. We would appreciate it if you would um, like us and follow us on Facebook. We'll offer updates on our podcast series and um, also notify you guys when um, we've posted another podcast. And you can also message us as well and contact us. You can also find our podcast at WARARadio.com. And you can email us at mental illness all one word, at WARARadio.com. And for folks that are interested in downloading our podcast onto your device, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn, and YouTube. And please rate us and leave a review. We really appreciate your feedback. And for folks that are interested in any information about mental illness or um, dual diagnosis, which is um, mental illness and substance abuse. Fuller Hospital has a plethora of resources, and I'd be happy to help guide you if you're in the area to um, maybe get some help. For those of you that would like to get some more information about Fuller Services, you can go to www.fullerhospital.com. If you'd like to get a hold of me uh, directly, Carrie Ballou, you can contact us at 508-761-8500 or our new vanity number, 833-3-FULLER, and I'm at extension 2354, or you can ask for Carrie Ballou. Be happy to help you. I want to thank Carrie for being here. I want to thank uh, Emma again. I want to thank Aurora, who's, I was scratching her, and then she does like uh, my pugs do. She decided to turn over because she wanted the belly rub. Um, Emma, it's great to see that you're uh, thriving right now. I'm sorry about the diagnosis, but it's always good to know what's going on so that you can continue, you know, recovery. Good to have answers. Um, yes, it, it always is. I mean, and then you can start working on, you know, what's going to work for you. Um, I want to thank Austin Ricketts, the man with the plan behind the board. If you want to listen to us, we're also on Monday nights at 6 o'clock at WAIRadio.com or at just WAIR Radio 1320 AM in the Massachusetts Attleboro area. I want to thank everybody again. And remember the way that Emma saved my life. If you're not feeling right, reach out to somebody. They're not going to be upset about it. They're going to be thankful. Um, as always, you're not alone. It's not our gimmick. It's not a catchphrase. It's a true-to-life mantra that we have to live by in order to get through. But you're not alone. You can live a productive life with mental illness no matter how bad it is. You just want to be better. So um, look out for each other, and please remember that if you reach out, um, you might save a life instead of having someone take their own. So until then, everybody be well. Be well.